Welcome to the Adventures After Teaching podcast. If you're an exhausted teacher, this is your place to find inspiration for a new career outside of the classroom. I'm your host, Joanne Howard, primary teacher turned burnout and career coach. I'll be interviewing lots of amazing ex-teachers about their career changes and helping you see how you can use your transferable skills to leave teaching. Welcome, everybody. We are joined today by Craig. Thank you, Craig, so much for coming to talk to us. It's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. And we're really looking forward to hearing about your new adventure as an account manager. And I was just saying to Craig before hitting record that this is a job that teachers are so well suited to, but I think very few know much about it. So I'm really excited to have you on today. And I know that people are going to gobble up this episode as well. So where were you before, Craig? Going back in time, where'd you start out? <laughs> um, well, I was a primary school teacher um, in year two. Um, I, I started a new job in September, actually. Um, and I sort of, in hindsight, I think maybe I should have quit quit a bit earlier. I left my old school and just, it, it just wasn't working out for me. Mm. Uh, but I just found it really hard to let go of teaching. And then sort of, I think it was, it was January time. And I just sort of went into my head teacher's office and said, Look, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. I'm just... Yeah. I was just tired all the time, really, really exhausted all the time. Mm. Um, and it was getting to the point where I I, lo- I love the kids, you know, everybody does. But I was thinking, you know, I'm just not able to do this job as well as it needs to be done. And it's not fair on them. Mm. Uh, and so I'm not happy. Um, the kids, you know, aren't getting the most out, out of me. The school's not getting the most out of me. Um, it's just not right for me anymore. and so. That was that. And she was she was quite supportive of me. She was happy for me to sort of um I left in Feb March, sorry, March, um during term time, you know, she wow. a process a period of just letting um moving on and yeah. She was quite happy for me just to just go whilst I wasn't happy and you know, she didn't want an unhappy member of staff. So it we, takes such strength we, to to make that appointment. I remember I remember making that meeting with the head and just having to psych myself up so much to say, just to be so assertive as well around the, you know, is there anything we can do, et cetera, because nine times out of ten, they don't want to lose you. And and there is that fear, isn't it, that they haven't supported you enough, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually just sort of, it, it just clicked and I literally just walked into her office and said, this. I didn't think about it, you know, I didn't even speak to my wife about it beforehand as well. So, <laughs> <Nice>. um, <laughs> I just uh, yeah I had that conversation afterwards um but it, she you know she was she was really she was really nice about it mm. um, and it it was really hard because you know I had that feeling of I'm letting her down and I know this is going to be difficult for the school but yeah on the other hand I was just like I don't care because I'm just knackered and I just I don't have the energy to care anymore about you know upsetting people I just want to do what's right for me absolutely and it's you know it's a brave thing to do but to do it before it gets to the stage where you're completely burnt out and you know needing needing more support um yeah it takes a lot of courage so yeah um huge huge respect for doing that so how did you go about uh finding your the next role then how was the transition out for you then what did that look like um so I I didn't really know what I wanted to do, um, as you know, I suspect many don't. Um, so I just went on supply for a bit um, and I managed to pick up a couple of um, clients 
uh, tutoring clients. Yeah. Um, and I've got a job working in my, my local pub just uh, a couple of evenings a week. I still do that. I quite enjoy that, actually. Mm. Um, and that just, you know, supplies supplies quite nice because you leave at the end of the day and that's that's the day over. Um, yeah. unless, unless you're on long-term supply. Um, but it's not a steady source of income, unfortunately, especially in the holiday times. Mm. So the job in the pub and the tutoring just sort of covered my losses there a little bit and it was, it was a massive financial hit because you know I've been teaching a while but I don't really feel it to be honest um you know with the um with the big pension payments etc yeah it's, it's not as big a drop as people think mm, yeah and it's interesting looking at the salary calculators in terms of the take-home kind of daily rate and as you say when you're not contributing to maybe quite as so much to pensions etc so d- how did you come across the role you've got now then um sort of by accident really um so as I say I didn't really know what to do um and for a while I was just searching for jobs that were related to teaching because I didn't really think about any anything other than that because that's all I've ever done you know I think teaching is quite a, a weird profession that you never leave school so you never really experience the world outside of school yeah um, so I eventually, I, I think I listened to, um, I listened to podcasts, read read things, and eventually I sort of got a place where I could start breaking my my, my time in school down into skills. Um, and then I started putting those skills into, I built a LinkedIn profile, putting the skills into LinkedIn, and account management was just something that just kept coming up over and over and again, and so. I started applying for jobs in sort of ed tech companies because I, thought, I yeah. thought it was quite interesting. Um, and th- this one I just sort of came across on, on Indeed one day. It was it was local. Um, I, I work with LEDs, um, so I, I didn't really know anything about you know the business, the you know how the business works, etc. Yeah, the industry. That's what I'm looking for. Um, but I just sort of I tweaked my CV a bit. I just sent it in. It was just sort of um, a Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting, yeah. sort of thing. And then I got, a, I got, I actually got an email from Indeed saying, "Sorry, you've not been successful." Um, and then a few hours later, I got a a, a, um, a phone call from Tracy, who's now my manager, and said, "Oh, sorry, that, that was a bit of a problem." And she just sounded really nice, really. And it was um, so I looked in, looked into it a bit more, and happy to accept the interview. And a few weeks later, there I was. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So, what what does the day to day look like then, Grace? Can you tell us a bit more about you know what the what the company does, and then like what your position is in um in the organisation? Um, so basically, the company started off years ago when the Bill, the managing director, he was a um, an estates manager for yeah. in big residential buildings where there are flats, um, there are communal areas, and the residents or the the landlords um, put in a sort of a an amount of money to maintain th- those areas. Yeah. Bill realised that there's a lot of money being spent on electricity there. So he sort of started his own company just selling uh, LEDs and installing LEDs in these um, big company, these big residential buildings, which yeah. are energy efficient than um, fluorescent lights. And then sort of years down the line, um, people started coming to him um, for the compliance issues so, so on the emergency lights so the um the, the emergency lights have to be tested um annually for three hours 
and basically all I do is just send the um, the the electricians out to those those big residential buildings and they do the the, the, um, the emergency light tests and that's that's probably as simple as it is um, yeah and I've just got I've only really got one client at the moment um, but they've got 360 sites so I just send emails out most of the time that's it. <laughs> So the pace is a bit different then, Craig. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> yeah, it's very, very different. I mean, it's I'm always busy. Um, and one of the things I found hardest about teaching was the admin. Mm. Um, I just I could never focus on doing the admin. I found it so hard to just sit and do anything reg- that, that wasn't just stood up teaching in front of the classroom. Yeah. Even things like planning and marking, you know, I, I just my mind was just always somewhere else. Um, but because it, when things have slowed down a lot more and there's sort of less pressure to get things done, I can just sit and sit at a computer and work all day. And it's just it's, yeah. it's things get done when they get done. And obviously we want them to be done as quick as possible, but we're very understanding that actually other things crop up. Yeah. And that might need to take a sit on the back burner for a little bit whilst this this gets done. And things still get done. Um but I don't have to stay after five thirty. I don't have to. St- I don't start until nine, so that's when I start work. I don't have to bring home work home in the evening. Yeah. But I still get everything done, and my my to do list is always growing. But I'm the same the same man. I'm always ticking things off my to do list. Mm. So the the pace is different, but also that sense of satisfaction and actually feeling like you've done the job without somebody telling you you need to do this a little bit better or. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I, I, I get told that you know, Craig, just tweak this a little bit every now and then, but yeah. I don't mind that. You know, I'm used to a lot worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've actually been keeping it a, t- a little um, log of all the money that I brought the, in brought into the company. Um, yeah, and I, I really enjoy seeing that growing. When I when I get a, a purchase order coming in, I get really excited. Oh, another one to log. Um, yeah. But there's a there's a a constant feeling that I'm achieving something, even when I feel like I'm just sitting doing the same thing all day. I'm doing something productive. Yeah. I think when I was in school as well, there's a lot of thought that I could be doing this. This isn't worth my time. Or, you know, I was I was thinking the other day about how this is a really nice time of year to be in school. Um, and I see teachers posting on Twitter and things like that um, about end of year productions and um you know whether whether it's right for the kids to sit and do word searches this time of year etc and even then when I was in class I'd be thinking about oh but there's still there's still this this that needs to be done there's still this just nothing was ever done and nothing ever came to an end and then until July really when there was a there was just a stopping of things and even then it's not really a stop is it because it just starts all over again yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's halfway through august and then it kicks in doesn't it like it's coming it's coming um yeah, yeah. and maybe after a few years the the, the shiny new stationery doesn't quite cut it anymore there's an account management account management role there i'm getting my words muddled up now it's essentially a, a client management position, isn't it? It's where you have a caseload of clients, if you like, and you're responsible for not necessarily recruiting them, although that might be part of your role, but onboarding, retention, kind of dealing with any um, concerns that come up. And presumably, you know, if 
they move on somewhere else that kind of offboarding process and evaluating as well so do you have targets with your role Craig then as well um not particularly I say I've not been there too long so you yeah. know um, I think at the moment I'm just you know my bosses are quite happy for just for me to be settling in um but I mean my targets are really just to keep the clients happy yeah and make sure that um we've got our, our three-hour tests uh, emergency light test that I was mentioning they, mm. they have to be done by a certain time um annually so they need to be done on time um but that's all part of the um keeping the clients happy so, yeah it's very so simple really to um to just dealing with parents yeah um that was the sort of parallel that I'd draw and that you know we've got a, a service that we provide mm. and I need to I'm not the one carrying out that service in this scenario but i just need to let the let the let the parents know what's what's happening all the time send out those reports and make sure that they're they're happy with the service they're they're, they're being provided with brilliant and are there any other sort of skills that you're taking directly from the classroom that you find yourself thinking oh yeah actually i you know brought that with me um well it's funny you should say that actually but on tuesday i'm delivering some um training for all of the electricians um and when when i was in the when i was in interview um i remember both bill and tracy said um oh you know we, we've never had a teacher before and we, we think there's, there's a lot you can bring in there and within within a couple of weeks bill said look we've got we've got this that needs to be done we've just they've just implemented a big uh new sort of crm client relationship management system yeah and we need the we need the engineers to to be able to know how to how to use this properly. Would you t- would you try do some training on them? So um, directly, I've been I'm teaching. Um, that's right. a, a that's a d- direct skill that's coming with me. Um, but also, I think just like organization, I've never thought about myself as being somebody who's organized. Mm. But maybe that's just because I had too many things to organize. Absolutely, yeah. No, totally, totally. Can really but, see that. Yeah, but I mean, I love doing a little. Look, we have little. Uh, Tracy and I have little planning meetings and things. We like doing little color coordinated um, plans on paper and put them in the computer. Um, it's quite sad, really, but. <laughs> but we're all there with you because yeah. we all love color coded. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what my calendar certainly looks like. I'm sure everybody else's does. Absolutely. So, client management roles or you know account management roles, you you will find them in all different sectors as well. You know, you said there was quite a lot of jobs on LinkedIn. Again, get on LinkedIn, everybody. If you don't know how to use it, check out my course in the shop. But um, charities and lots and lots of private companies you know loads in the nhs as well even in universities and so many different roles come under that umbrella of client engagement and on the teacher career change quiz that i've done and um, the customer relations are, if you get that in your quiz that's what it's referring to it is the engagement the account management anything that involves looking after people basically and that might might be a team manager role you know and um, are there still quite a lot of account manager roles out there? Do you do you find like do you still keep half an eye on the market, as it were? Um, well, I, I don't really. In that, I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing right now. I'm happy in the yeah. company, you know, but I, I'm on, I'm still on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn's always recommending things for me. Uh, and I think every company has got uh, account managers. And the thing about um, you know working in in a in a business rather than in a school. Mm. I know schools, you could argue it's business, but 
schools don't grow. Yeah. They, you know, you know, if anything, they get smaller uh, with yeah. budget cuts and things at the moment. So there are always opportunities growing because, you know, businesses want to get more clients. That's how they make their money. Yeah. So where, they're, where they're getting more clients, they're going to need more account managers and people to look after those clients. So I think that was something that attracted me, attracted me to the role as well. Yeah. That there's, there's opportunity for things. Um, Absolutely. To have like the CRM training, et cetera, on your CV is really, really good. I mean, firstly, that commercial awareness for everybody kind of listening, if you're going into a private company, to think about how you can evidence experience of commercial awareness, even if it is in terms of recruitment, onboarding, retention. Um, like you said, it's that scaling or um, what do we want that value added or you know, the return on investment? How can we translate that? into the classroom like what does that look like for us if we were you know I suppose we're not we're not school business managers by any sense but we all do play small parts in that absolutely yeah. well um I said this in my interview as well actually they were asking about my experience with sort of um CRMs and um it's like Arbor or Sims yeah that, that's a school CRM um so again there was something that I thought well actually that's it's new to me but it's not really new to me because it's yeah it's just one big computer program that stores all the information that you need, really. Absolutely. Uh, and if you're doing, if the thing is, if you're using something like that for safeguarding as well, then you also have those triggers. You know, you have that policy to follow. So it's it's not just entering somebody's details, is it? It's actually triggering a chain of events as well. So it's, yeah, purposeful, I suppose, is what I'm saying. But yeah, absolutely. For safeguarding, for data tracking, you all have experience, actually, of using clients. Um, management systems absolutely so what are you looking forward to about the future then Craig or what are you enjoying most I suppose a bit of an easier question about the role um well what am I enjoying most as I mentioned earlier actually I like just having a constant sense of achievement I always feel I can get getting things done um I feel valued yeah you know the fact that I've been there you know not even two months now and I'm doing some training on something in the company training that's it's done wonders for my confidence because mm-hmm. like I, I don't I don't really know what you know when they asked me what to, to, to do it I said well I don't really know much about it is that they were like all right you'll it's all right you'll learn um because they valued that I had that skill set and that was a value yeah. to the company um and that somebody just putting that confidence you confidence in you you know it does so much for your self-esteem as well it's just right well you know they think I can do that I wonder what else they can think I can do so um you know I, I like to put myself for, myself forward for things um and and I'm very aware as well um, as I mentioned earlier that you know they want the business to grow mm. and if they want the business to grow you know they're going to have to employ new members of staff and people are going to have to get promoted yeah uh, and you know that could be mean I've, I've never had that feeling before because you, you go into teaching there's teacher um in, in primary schools anyway there's teacher there's the, the phase leader you might get like an assistant or deputy head then head and it's just a really small funnel because as I say yeah. it never grows whereas actually it's the other way it's more like a, an upside down funnel yeah uh, of a better analogy <laughs> um, we can all picture it we know we're with you we understand what you say <laughs> so yeah absolutely that sense of progression and the fact that you can take these skills into so many other sectors I'm not, I'm not saying you know, you're very happy where you are now but you know five ten years down the line you you will have had such a broad experience um 
to take those kind of parallel or diagonal steps as well. So any um, last top tips for teachers who might want to be moving into an account manager or client you know, relationship role? But they just want a quiet life like yourself. They just actually want to build those relationships and, and know what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. What would what would you suggest that they do? Um, I'd certainly soon go ha- go have a look on LinkedIn. Um, wh- one of the things that I did was um, uh, what's good about LinkedIn is you can speak directly with the employers. Mm. Um, so I'd I'd message um, the, the whoever's posted the things and can you can you send me a little bit more information about about this role and generally speaking people are quite happy to talk to you because companies tend to have people who are specifically employed for um recruitment yeah um whereas you know in school it's the head teacher and actually probably the last thing they've got time to is to speak to somebody they're probably not going to employ yeah these people make a career out of employing people so they're always they're always happy to speak to you um and when you are sort of applying for things, just make sure that you're breaking down your your skill. You're looking at your job and thinking about the skills you have, not your job title. I think that's probably the hardest thing I found was moving away from that. I'm a teacher to these are the skills I have. Mm. Um, and I was I think when I was writing the first drafts of my, my CV, I'd, I'd write things like as a teacher, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then sort of it was actually my wife who just said, but you 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 don't want to be a teacher, so why are you telling them that that's what you do as a teacher? Um, and she was very right. Um, so I think they've been my, my top tips for sort of applying for, for applying for the, the the jobs in 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 a in a completely different industry because you know they're not really. I don't think employers are too interested in what your job title was. They they're in, interested in what you can bring to the business. Yeah, absolutely. It's really about rebranding those skills and helping them see you in that role. Like we can't we can't expect them to translate our teacher skills. We've got to lay it out really clearly on the table, you know, how confident we are with data presenting, etc. Um, you know, handling complaints, um, and be thinking about also what reservations they might have about us. Like think about that ahead of time. Like what where are the gaps that you might have or what what might their concerns be about employing an ex-teacher? Can you kind of counter that or you know address those objections in your application as well? Like look at it through their eyes. Um, I think that's really, really great advice. Thank you so much for your time today, Craig. It's been so interesting talking to you. And you're on LinkedIn, so people might find you on there and and wave hello, I'm sure. Then I'm sure you won't mind answering any questions as well. Oh, no, absolutely not. I'm always happy to help. I quite, I quite enjoy it, really. So, Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Take care. Thanks. You've been listening to the Adventures After Teaching podcast with Joanne Howard. If you found this episode inspiring, please do like and share with other teachers. If you'd like to hear even more Adventures After Teaching, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you want to find out how the Adventures After Teaching Academy programme can help you create your next career, head over to adventuresafterteaching.com.